Hey, everybody, it's Heather Vickery. Hey, listen, I need your help with something. As you all know, we release a brand new episode of The Brave Files each and every Thursday. And it just so happens that each and every year here in the United States, we celebrate Thanksgiving on a Thursday. So I've been giving it a lot of thought. What kind of episode do I want to release on Thanksgiving? And I've decided I want it to be an episode about gratitude. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that I believe firmly in the importance of having a gratitude practice and spending time with gratitude. If your mind and your heart and your energy is full of positive things, there's no room for negative and unhappy things to creep in. So this is where you come in. I want to feature you along with everyone on the Brave Files podcast team and some of our past guests in this special Thanksgiving gratitude episode. So here's what you need to do. It's going to be super easy, simple, and fun. Make a recording of yourself sharing what you are most grateful for from the past year. Be sure to include your name, first names only, and your location. You don't have to be in the United States to participate. You can be anywhere in the world. And we have listeners in over 26 different countries. I would love, love, love to hear from some of you in faraway places. Then simply email the audio clip to me at heather at vickeryandco.com. That's it. Simple, right? You can begin sending in your gratitude right now, and we will accept them through November 1st. If you're not sure how to record yourself, drop me an email and I'm happy to guide you through it. Again, send your audio clips to heather at vickeryandco.com. And thank you for helping me create an awesome Thanksgiving episode all about gratitude. I cannot wait to share it with you. Unapologetic, bold, and resilient. You are listening to The Brave Files, real stories from people living courageously. You can listen to the show anywhere you enjoy podcasts, and we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference, and we appreciate it. Now, here's your host, Heather Vickery. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Brave Files. This is Heather Vickery. Today, I welcome Dana Ferrant to the show. This lady has a very interesting story and one that I'm guessing you have not heard about before. In fact, when Dana first reached out to me about being a guest on the show, she asked me if I was brave enough to have her on my show. Well, we all know that I believe bravery comes in a lot of forms, and I was excited to have her on the show. Dana knows all about standing out and being unique and choosing bravely. She built a personal brand called the Inner Dominatrix that pushes people out of their comfort zone, challenges their preconceived notions, and has them stepping into a fierce determination to rock their bold, sexy, fun-filled lives. Yes, folks, we said dominatrix, and I can't wait to talk about it. Dana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. What a fabulous introduction. Oh, thanks. It, you know, I love bravery, and I, I, you know, there are so many different ways to embody that. And we're going to dig into everything that you're doing, but I, I have to ask a little bit of background information. So before we talk about the inner dominatrix, tell us who you are and, and how you got here. Okay. So the story that, that everybody always loves to know is, you know, why the dominatrix? Why did I end up there? And bear with me, I will try to make this really succinct, but it is a fairly long journey from <laughs> here. So I, I actually grew up in an environment that was abusive, like a lot of people do. 
And in with that was sexual abuse. Mm, Sorry. Yeah. It's, you know, it was a long journey of trying to heal. And in amongst that, I, the strangest place that I found the deepest healing was actually in the dungeon. And this seems ridiculous on the outside that something that looks... Well, you were in control. That doesn't seem that strange to me. Well, okay. But I started out in the submissive side. Okay. Not in control, sort of, but yet it is. So... But the thing is, is that when you when you play with somebody, you actually craft out a scene. And so we were able to script out loosely what we wanted. And then the key thing is, is that we were able to create a different outcome, which allowed me to kind of pull back in all of that power that I'd given up, all of that hurt and whatnot. And it healed right down at a cellular level for me. It was so powerful. And that was what inspired me to want to do this for others. I wanted to take other people on this healing journey. And for a number of years, I did that through the whips. And since then, I've decided that um, beating people is a lot of work. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she just said beating people is a lot of work. (laughs) And and I'd much rather be kind of a lazy dominatrix. So I I work... See, I have the best lines that I can work with. They're so good. They're so very good. Yeah. (laughs) So now I work much more with, you know, the energy and the the psychotherapy side of things to get people to shift and step into who they really are at the core, really seeing how incredible, magnificent, and powerful they truly are. Wow. There's so so many things that I want to ask. I, I, I find it interesting. I... Look, friends, listeners, I'm not making any particular statement on Dominatrix. I'm all about, we're all grownups. Do the things that you want to do that make you feel good. Know who you're playing with, right? Whatever, no judgment on any of that. But I can really see how, if handled properly, it could be healing. I could also see how it could be harmful mm. if not handled properly. Absolutely. There's crazy people in every aspect of life. Yes, ab- absolutely. So I just want to throw that caveat out. But how do you use this concept, this inner dominatrix concept in a professional way. I think you mentioned the archetype, that's an archetype. And I'd love to know Mm -hmm. what that means. Mm -hmm. So how that transpired was that I I had a a big business, I had a supply outlet, but the supply outlet hit a bankruptcy. So I was doing this kind of concurrent with the dominatrix stuff in my personal life. And when we hit the bankruptcy, I had to really get honest about what wasn't working and, and what I was going to do in order to turn it around if I was going to turn it around. And that's when I really realized that, you know, I have all of this, I'm standing hugely in my power personally, but I wasn't doing it professionally. I wasn't bringing that into my business. And I started to look around at the other women that I had been working with for years and thinking, you know, it's the same thing. We're not standing in this place of I'm okay with being a leader. I'm okay with being the authority. I'm okay with taking charge. Those are not necessarily messages that we're given as women growing up. Um, hopefully the next generation is getting better messages. But in, in that, I realized that it's this, this space, this willingness to be the authority and take charge is what is going to be needed to grow your business, especially if you want to grow a big business. Right. So I was like, I, I've got to teach people how to get into this energy because it's so dynamic for business. So it's not about sex. It's not. I know that is the misnomer. It is. I mean, there are lots of people who use a little bit of kink for, you know, sexy foreplay, 
but traditionally like the actual full out uh, professional dominatrix is not about sex at all. So if it's not about sex, what is it about? You know, it's really about transformation. It's, it's strange, but it's much more of a spiritual practice when you go through a scene, whether you're either side, you know, top or bottom, the, the process is very energetically charged and you get into a highly meditative state. And when your intention is to change what's going on for both players in that highly meditative state, just like deep hypnosis, deep trance, you can change layers and years of programming. So how do you use that in, in business? Are we saying, <laughs> are we saying that you as the, the boss or the salesperson is the top and the potential client is the bottom? Like, how does that work? <laughs> okay. So it doesn't translate exactly. You're not going to become a dominatrix in your business. Um, so <laughs> no, it's more that the, the, like I see women in business in particular, women in business need to step into this place of being willing to be the authority. Mm-hmm. That takes the inner journey, the same inner journey that I had to take in order to be able to, to stand in the dungeon. That's the inner journey that I'm taking them on. So reprogramming their brain, working with the, you know, the neurophysiology and how the brain actually functions to rewire things so that it's easy to take action so that you stop the procrastination, you give up the self-doubt. Right. And then show up. And then there's that next layer. Like lots of people talk about, I'm going to help you break through your blocks. Okay. We're going to take it like way up to the next level to actually be willing to receive judgment and not just willing to receive it, but to utilize it. So as you grow, I'm sure you've experienced this. All the haters show up (laughs) as you grow and, but you want to be able to use that to motivate you to go further as opposed to deflating you and stopping you. So Dana, basically what I I hear you saying is that you're helping people step into their power, which is actually a term that I use a lot in coaching. And maybe you have some some new tricks up your sleeve that I would love to learn about myself, but you've chosen this really risky word. You're getting people's attention, right? So it you know, you're doing something I think a lot of people are trying to do. Nobody ever does anything the same way, right? That's why mm-hmm. that's why we're all in business successfully. But by choosing this word, you're getting people's attention. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 good and bad. I mean, it's been a journey. Um, I've I first launched this about four years ago, and it quite honestly took me three years to fully step into it because you know, I'd get out there, I'd go to a networking meeting and I'd say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm helping women to step into their power by claiming their inner dominatrix. And I literally would have people say to me, I'm happy with my husband and take a step back and pretty much try to run out of the room. Oh, that's really interesting. It's, they certainly just didn't, didn't get it. You get the surface value of what you think it means when you say inner dominatrix and they shut down after that. Yeah just shut down and just, you know, going the wrong direction. I'm thinking, you know, if it was about the dominatrix stuff, I'd probably be across the road at the big lawyer's building, not here at a women's networking event. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, this is a super personal question and you don't actually have to answer it if you don't want to. Are you still doing personal dominatrix? No. So that's former at this point. That's, see, I think that's a little interesting. Oh. I'm just wondering why you've chosen not to, again, super personal. So why you've chosen to remove that from your life and yet it's still such a basis for this business you're running. Hmm. I, you know, I think a lot of it has been a journey. So 
everything that I've done has been a personal growth. And there was so much that I got from that world, from doing that work and being around those people. And then, you know, I continue on the journey. I change, (laughs) ask my husband, I change every two years. I'm a completely different person. So I think to stay in that world, I don't know. It's like, I feel in some ways like I grew past it yeah. and yet it's not past. It's just, I grew out of out it. Of it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Sounded like you grew out of it. You got the lessons and, mm-hmm. and the growth that you needed from it. And now you're applying that in a different way. That makes sense. Yeah. And I have no taste for it anymore. It's very interesting. So I imagine it took a lot of time, a lot of mental effort, a lot of physical effort. And mm-hmm. when you start a new business, <laughs> who's got time for that shit? Well, there is that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're building this business, especially with such a, a bold name choice, which I love, I think it's really, I think it's really brave to put yourself out there like that and connect with people who get what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. What has been the biggest struggle? I would say we just touched on it is the the pushback initially and me really standing and just saying, you know what, it's okay if people don't uh, don't like it. And yeah. what I found is that I like it's a great divisive piece. So I actually enjoy going to networking events now um, and standing up and you know you have that little 30 second or 60 second intro. Yeah. And I'll watch people, right? Because the room literally <laughs> divides in half. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Half lean back and want to run away. And the other half is leaning in going, I, I think I need to know more. <laughs> Absolutely. So it must yeah. just take a tremendous amount of courage and, and personal empowerment to be able to do that. I think it's impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Has anybody said anything Well, I mean, you've made the comment about like, my husband and I are happy. Like I can totally see, you know, the junior leaguer, no offense to the junior leaguers. Um, Has anybody said anything just really hateful or awful to you? Uh, Not hateful and awful. I get lots of interesting pornographic images. Oh, geez. I'll bet. Um, yeah, there's the men that think that they should send me interesting stuff. And it's all men, right? Has a woman ever sent you anything inappropriate? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. Okay, ladies, if you want to send Dana something inappropriate, no, I'm kidding. Rise to the challenge here. (laughs) I, it's, I hate, I'm not, I'm not anti-man. We all know that, but, um, that's not surprising. Of course, that it's a man who thinks, ha, I'm going to send her this. Like, of course, (laughs) go figure. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear nobody's done anything particularly hateful or, or harmful and, leaving you to do your thing. What has been the biggest surprise that's joyful? I would say, you know, in the last couple of years, I've discovered that the bigger power of the inner dominatrix is in softening. Mm. You know, I thought when I started that I would need to constantly present this, you know, the typical image of the dominatrix, you know, I have the strong, powerful woman, strong, powerful, red leather jacket and always be presenting that way. And I finding that, you know, when I drop in, I let people really connect with the softer side of me and the fact that, you know, it's, it's about the heart, it's about the healing that my my business has actually taken off more and people feel like they that I'm more approachable. So that's been a really nice lesson. 
That's really interesting. And I, I have another guest on the show that very similar to what you do, but the language is different. So she's talking about tapping into your feminine energy, mm-hmm. which I think there's, you two should meet. There's some overlap there. Absolutely. Um, that's very, very interesting. I, I love that. I love that you've learned to be softer in this process and that you can help people, teach people to be stronger and more powerful and live these bold, as you said, sexy, fun-filled lives and still be soft. You don't have to have mm-hmm. this hard shell all the time. It's not, that's not necessarily what's going to get you where you want to go. And for me, when I, when I present you know, strength and confidence, it does not mean that I'm not soft and caring and feeling. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. I just, so I'm just recently going through the the journey of creating the cover for my next book. And on the back, I've chosen a photo, which is that, is that soft, feminine, still like is staring you right in the eyes to, to bring that in. And, you know, I had a lot of people that are like, no, you should put the, you know, the red leather jacket, you strong. And I'm like, no, I really want to bring this idea in for people very clearly. Yeah. Being a badass means that you embrace all of you. That's awesome. Being a badass means you embrace all of you. Instagram quote happening. (laughs) Love it. it. And I think that's a good choice. So tell us about uh, your new book. So the book is called, well, it's a series. It's one of the series. So the Inner Dominatrix Guide is the series. And this one is Become a Badass in Business. And it is uh, lots of my journey, lots of the stories of the dungeon and how that relates to business. And then of course, bringing in the tools that I've been using for the last um, couple of decades with people, what, what works consistently to get them to step into that. So I'm very excited. It is exciting. It sounds like a really, you know, fun and creative way to read a business book. I don't read a lot of business (laughs) books anymore because I find most of my inspiration and insight comes from other things. They're not, I'm not necessarily reading fiction, although I, I love fiction, um, but memoirs and biographies and autobiographies and, and things like that sort of speak to me. But this sounds really fun. Where can we get our hands on this book? So it's available on Amazon, of course, and Kobo. And then you can go to my website, so innerdominatrix.com and pick up a copy, if, especially if you want a signed copy. Excellent. So a signed copy order through your website, is that automatically signed or do they have to request it? No, it's automatically signed. Very cool. I love mm-hmm. that. So I, just for a second, you'd mentioned um, that you have a husband. You're going through all this, all of these thing, interesting things. <laughs> and, and in that process, you get married. How did you meet your husband? <laughs> so um, I'll give you the tame version of that story. Oh, well, now don't start <laughs> being tame now, friend. <laughs> we'll do the, uh, the, the X-rated version offline. <laughs> I don't have permission from him to share the full story. But basically, um, he was the date of a birthday girl. And I was the date of somebody attending the party who didn't know anybody else at the party. And so we met at this at this birthday party and uh, we clicked. And at the time, I was busy having fun. I had you know, three other guys on the go. And I was like, you're number four, but you know, stick around. Maybe you'll make it to number one. (laughs) And he obviously did. What set him apart as you were your own inner dominatrix? What set him apart? The biggest thing, like the biggest final piece, like A, he kept showing up and kept checking off all the things on my list. And the final piece was going to a party and he was totally okay with me being me. So I could go out and be my completely flirtatious self. And he had zero 
issues or jealousy, anything come up, he was just like, you go and have fun. He was so excited for me. And that's really the big thing. I love that. I love that level of support. And he has been on board with, with your business all this time. Uh, he's, he has, I, yeah. I've been surprised. I had more angst about, you know, for him. than he's, <laughs> he's like, of course you need to do this. I'm like, okay. You know, that means that everybody's going to be looking at you and wondering, right? Like, he's like, no, go for it. <laughs> I love it. I can only imagine the questions he gets in the workplace. So your wife's the dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been, uh, I think it's been more uncomfortable for our friends than, uh, than between him and I, I could see that. I'm glad yeah. I'm sure he's, he's got a, a number of great one-liners back to anybody who has something Absolutely. to say about it. Absolutely. I think that's really, really, really great. Um, I'm curious with your book, right? I'm about to write a book. In fact, November 1st, uh, I'm starting, which is today, the day this episode is going to air. Um, I'm starting NaNoWriMo, which is writing every day for a month and you were to produce a book at the end of it. Um, so right. what was the process like for you to write this book? I know you've done other things, contributing on other things, but this is your first big book. You called it earlier your epic book, which I love. <laughs> yes. What was that process like? So for me, this was definitely a self-exploration because I'm sharing so many things from my personal journey and so many of my, you know, here's the epic fail of my business and why I failed and even some early things that were just, you know, they're kind of embarrassing. Sure. Um, so it was, you know, I'd write and I'd, you know, write something out and then I'd have to like go and do some breathing, do some yoga. And sometimes I'd have to take a break from it for a month and then come back and write again. And so it was a very long journey for me only because it was also a personal transformation through the book. And I had to get ready to be able to release this book because this yeah. is not, you know, the first one was like, oh, here's a bunch of tools. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's not vulnerable. <laughs> you <know>? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But this one's like rip the kimono wide open and like, here, have a look at it all. <laughs> I love that you said kimono. <laughs> that's so awesome. All right. Here's what I want to know. Is there going to be an audiobook? Because I love audiobooks. Absolutely. All right. Okay. I need to get my hands on that audio book, Dana. Yes. I can't promise when it'll be released, but I absolutely want to record an audio. I love audio too. That's my fave. That's how I ended up doing a podcast for sure. So as you're going through all of this from from childhood, which you've identified there was some abuse, um, which is so hard to hear, but so common, unfortunately, Mm. to starting a business while doing you know, dominatrix stuff and submissive, you know, in your personal life to starting your new business. Did you feel brave throughout all this? You know, I think it's really in hindsight that I look back and I say, you know, that was actually pretty brave. I I think my friends have always described, they're always like, you're so bold. I'm like, really? I don't feel necessarily brave in the moment. If I'm to describe brave, it would probably only be that it feels right. It feels easy, like not easy necessarily in that no effort, but like, this is the only choice. I have to do this. And that's where I'm at with the inner dominatrix brand is that there's no other choice. I've tried to dumb it down. I've tried to call it other things and that doesn't work. This flows, this fits. And that's for me where I, you know, just kind of lean into doing it, going for it. Absolutely. I totally get that. Can you share with us one way 
that we can step into our inner dominatrix to make us more successful in business? I would say the the biggest thing is to take a moment, take a deep breath and say, you know, fuck it. Chuck it all in the fuck it bucket and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do something profound that I thought, no, let's just keep it simple. Often we make it way more complicated in our head. And if we just throw in a big dash of fuck it and go for it anyway, like that's what creates the change. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I always, you know, I feel like that's something to do with, with age, your ability. I always say your give a shit mm. goes down as you have more life experience and you start to realize it just doesn't actually matter that much. And when I say it, I mean almost anything. And when you're little, you know, I have a, a daughter who is 14 and everything matters. Everything is a big deal. And <laughs> yes. I'm like trying to teach her, like some things are a big deal and some things aren't a big deal. And spending so much time and en- energy to make something a big deal that's not, it just doesn't help you, right? Like let mm-hmm. some things be easy. Yeah. Let it roll off. Like it's really, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then, you know, reach out if you want some more tools to, to make that even absolutely. easier. There's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to send people w- to your website. All of that will be in our show notes, um, links to your, your book and all of that fun stuff. As you're going through these transitions and you're growing, do you stop and acknowledge and honor success? How do you celebrate? Mm, absolutely. I, I really love to stop and notice the the minute things. And so for me, it's, you know, when I get somebody that says, oh my God, I really love that post. That was exactly what I needed to hear. That's what I celebrate because it's those tiny moments and, you know, built over and over again. Because if you start noticing those little tiny yeah. things, it's amazing how many of them there are in the day. And so I get to celebrate 20, 30 times a day. I really love that. I, one of the things that I teach when I'm coaching is just gaining awareness of whatever it is that you love or you hate or you want to change or you want to start. Awareness just in and of itself starts to create major change. And stopping to be aware of the things to celebrate is such a beautiful way to go through your day. Mm-hmm. It must give you such a a peaceful and an energetic feeling because that's what I think so much about celebration is it it's the motivation to keep going is when you honor the things that are going well, you have so much more energy to move forward. Absolutely. You know, if we get stuck on what's not working, we feel bad, we beat ourselves up. But if you start celebrating and we all have little tiny things we can celebrate, if you start celebrating them as if you'd won the lottery, yes, you're going to be jazzed and vibrating all day. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. I absolutely love that. Celebrate everything as if you just won the lottery. That's my, that's my favorite takeaway from this whole interview. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. So it's, it's all very, very good. So as we come to the close of the show, I ask a question I ask every week, which is what is your favorite charitable organization to support? Mm, by far, Kiva.org, because it's a hand up, not a hand out. So can you tell us what Kiva is? So Kiva is a way for us as individuals to participate in what is called micro lending. And you can pick who you lend to. So for $25, you can change somebody's life. You can 
um, help them with their business. You can maybe help them install a toilet. Like these are life-changing things for people in areas where they don't have opportunities to Mm. go for traditional lending. I think that's fantastic. So you guys, I ask you this every week, but this one's a really easy one. Go mm-hmm. check out, it's kiva.com or kiva.org? Kiva.org. .org. Yep. Go check them out and read about some of these people, what they want to do. If there's something that speaks to you and you have something to share, share it with them because that's what makes the world go round. It's what's going to bring us together as a community of people and make things better. Dana, would you share your three words with us one last time? So unapologetic, bold, and resilient. Excellent words. They describe you so beautifully <laughs> and they're so such powerful and empowered words. You are just a, a phenomenal inspiration, ball of energy, a lot of fun. I love, I love the energy you have. In fact, if you find yourself in Chicago, we need to grab a drink because absolutely it would be a really fun chat in person. Um, I love the lessons. I, I'm grateful that you're willing to put yourself out there in a non-traditional way to speak to people and show them that it doesn't have to always be the way it's always been and, mm. and that it's okay to risk not being liked by everyone. I think that's a really special gift that you give when you pick a a company name like your inner dominatrix, you're able to show people that you don't have to follow the rules. Absolutely. Heather, you are a delight. I love you as an interviewer and I'm definitely looking you up in Chicago. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. Well, I loved having you on. Thank you so much for being here and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Sounds good. All right, everybody. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Um, I know everybody was like, we're doing what with Interdominatrix? But it was a a great time chatting with Dana and I love what she's up to. I want to remind you all that you can still, as of today, you can still send in your audio clip about what you're grateful for from the last year. This is your chance to be on the show. Uh, All you have to do is send me an audio clip with your name, your location, and what you're grateful for. And we will include it in the Thanksgiving gratitude episode. We really want to have as many listeners as possible participate. So that's all I have for you today. This is Heather Vickery reminding you, as always, to choose Bravely. The Brave Files is proudly supported by Lost Format Apparel, a socially conscious clothing company. You already know that homelessness is a huge problem. Over half a million Americans are living without shelter and millions more without consistent access to everyday basics. My friends at Lost Format know that solving homelessness is a much larger problem than any one company or person can solve on their own. It requires teamwork, sacrifice, strength, and building communities through personal and professional relationships. And isn't that exactly what the Brave Files podcast is all about? That's why I'm proud to say that the Brave Files has partnered with Lost Format, and together we're working to change the face of consumerism in addressing homelessness. You can now get one of two fantastic shirts custom designed specifically for the Brave Files. Each order goes towards providing necessities to the homeless. We have one shirt that, of course, says choose bravely and another that reminds you that brave is always greater than fearless. 
head on over to vickeryandco.com store to see both beautiful shirts and to check out the entire product line from Lost Format. All of their stuff is super soft and comfortable and has an amazing fit. Use promo code BRAVE to get 10% off of your Brave Files custom t-shirts. And if you have an order over $30, your shipping is free. I choose bravely to take the plunge to help solve homelessness. Are you with me? Thank you for listening to The Brave Files. Be sure to visit thebravefilespodcast.com to access the show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. Music composed and produced by Matt Lewis of Union Music, LLC. Special thanks to our editor and audio mix expert, Andrew Olson. I am eternally grateful for all that he does to make each week sound so fantastic. You can hear more of Andrew's work at findandrewolson.com.